0: folks offensive security team at secure it 360 here to talk uh, briefly about a new vulnerability that i am almost certain you have already heard of in some capacity uh and that is the new microsoft diagnostics uh rce vulnerability um and, and it's even got a fun name what was the name again spencer folina folina <laughs> which apparently is the zip code of somewhere in italy uh, or or the um, the phone number prefix or whatever it is. So anyway, long story short, Spencer's here to tell us more about it. We also have Darius with us as well to talk about uh, some certain aspects of it from a defensive perspective as well. So Spencer, take it away.
1: Cool. Yeah, thanks. Uh, looking forward to, to talking for, with you guys for a few minutes about this. So uh, yeah, over the weekend, uh, there was some research done and essentially there's a zero-day uh, code execution vulnerability in Microsoft Office that specifically targets the Microsoft Diagnostics tool. Uh, It has a CVE. It's CVE 2022-30190 for those that uh, follow that kind of thing. Uh, There has been uh, some uh, exploitation of this in the wild. However, it's been predominantly focused on organizations in Russia, in India, I believe Proofpoint had some research today that indicated that there was a, a Chinese APT mm-hmm. using it for uh, Chinese targets of interest. Uh, outside of that, however, there's we've seen limited exploitation you know, outside of security researchers and things like that. Uh, there are other Microsoft applications that, uh, that have uh, URI protocols built into them uh, that could also be utilized to exploit this technique. Uh, so definitely something that we're, we're keeping an eye on. Um, there are various POCs by security researchers out there. Uh, and as we you know, seek to reproduce, analyze and understand this exploit, we can expect to see uh, more research, more POCs and likely uh, down the road, some some actual activity in terms of criminal gangs, threat actors exploiting this. Uh, and just to give a little bit of background, the first malicious sample was identified back in, uh, on May 27th and, uh, exploitation of this uh, has been seen traced or has been traced back to about April 21st. And earlier in April, there was actually a researcher who identified this and and sent this to Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And essentially Microsoft said that, you know, they couldn't get this exploit to work or they couldn't. There was no password for the uh, the file that was submitted, and essentially they dismissed it. Um, so
0: apparently there is a minimum string length required for the exploit to fire, and that was unclear to the Microsoft representative who, um, you know, it, it's still not super clear on why they couldn't get it to fire, but yeah. we suspect that might be why.
1: Yeah, and uh, just going back further, there was research back in 2020, I believe, uh, that showed uh, specific attacks towards Electron applications. Uh, so that research had a number of uh, URI Microsoft uh, protocols and URIs referenced. And this was one of uh, the, uh, the protocols mentioned was the Microsoft diagnostics tool. So that research was back in 2020. Uh, now fast forward to today, uh, we have a zero day in, in Office that affects pretty much all versions of Office. Excluding a handful, for example, I wasn't able to get the POC to work on Office 365 apps for business, the latest release. Um, however, executing it with PowerShell's wget, which was just kind of researched later earlier today, does uh, does exploit the vulnerability. So there's some caveats with this and uh, some things to consider. But in terms of scope, it does seem to affect a, a wide range of Microsoft. Uh, Office products from 2013 all the way up to 2021 Office Pro Plus Office 365, so quite a wide scope. Especially when you consider there's other uh, URI schemas that could p- potentially be used as an attack vector. So a fairly wide uh, wide berth here on exploitation.
0: And and I think at its root, right, the way this thing works is there's an XML component to uh, To these Office files, right? So uh, effectively, for those of you that don't know, an Office file is basically a container. And in that container are multiple files, one of, the, one of which is a file that defines external references or uh, different schema components. Um, and, and basically you can call, in some cases, external resources by a file path. Uh, certain resources, based on our understanding, are trusted this may be being one of them um and so you know anytime it's you know it's it's a it's a container file like a pdf or doc or whatever the opportunity exists to leverage um uh, these file path resources yeah. and and so i think at a fundamental level that's what this is it is a it's another external resource attack yeah. from within a file container
1: yeah absolutely absolutely now the the mitigation for this, or the mitigations for this, uh, the best is obviously going to be a patch whenever Microsoft uh, is able to develop one. However, like we said, there's a number of different components involved with this. The uh, the uh, attack landscape for this, or the footprint for this, has the potential to be fairly large, right. but to address the specific Issue here and this specific exploit here of, of office applications and child processes. There's a number of things we can do. Uh, one of those is an ASLR rule, so we can block office applications from creating child processes. Uh, it's an ASLR rule. Uh, this could break, you know, legitimate applications. You know, some some applications might do this legitimately. Uh, so something to test. And, and roll out slowly, but that's, that's one mitigation, you know, that can, can help, uh, you know, defend against this. I think it breaks grammarly by the way, which I am a does proud it? user of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and, and so Alabama education, but, um, yeah, so, so it does break grammarly if you, if you use the, the first, yep. uh,
1: ASLR. rule and all the ASLR ASLR rules, you can uh, roll out with Windows 10. There's some uh, added features if you have like E5. There's some added intelligence and analytics features uh, with Defender for Endpoint and things like that if you have the E5 license. Uh, But you still can roll out that rule and that can be helpful. The other mitigation, which is, I guess, Microsoft's recommended mitigation Mm -hmm. or one of them is to unregister the Microsoft uh, support or Microsoft diagnostic uh, schema, the MSDT schema. So this disables the actual MSDT protocol. Uh, this might may or may not be a long-term solution. I guess it kind of depends if you're using the uh, diagnostic tool in your environment, right? So if this is something you can safely just block outright, um, it's not a bad idea, not a bad option if, if you're not using uh, this utility.
0: Yeah and I have to imagine that the uses of uh, MSDT are limited. In yeah. in even even in large enterprise environments, I cannot imagine there is a frequent requirement for the Microsoft diagnostics tool. So yeah. I, what do you think Darius?
2: Well, I agree and I think largely, you know, part of that is because most of the time when you run the diagnostics tool, it doesn't give you a solution. So, uh, yes. Yes. So I, I imagine in, in most environments, you know, it's not going to be used that much. It's something that if you can just, you know, the outright block it, you'll probably see a very limited impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, Microsoft is recommending if you can, you know, um, unregistering the schema via a registry key change. Um, so, you know, that's a that's definitely an option if you have to have it, but I mean I would say outright blocking it until you know all the chips fall and everybody and you know everyone has everything figured out. Definitely not a bad idea.
0: Yeah, and and my understanding is though that the the MSDT is the core of this vulnerability, right? So we were talking about the width of the footprint earlier, and that is basically everything that has the capability of calling this executable file. So by removing this from the equation, we're pretty effectively nuking this specific threat. I mean, there are yeah. many others like it, but
1: yeah, yeah, this variant with the with the uh with the Microsoft diagnostic tool, that 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 uh protocol, there's other ones like the Xbox Live and uh mm-hmm. the Windows Store, and there's there's a handful of other protocols or schemas, URI schemas, I guess you, you would refer right. to them as that could also be be abused but those have yet to be seen right i think now uh the the red teamers and in the threat actors are going to be looking at this more closely because sure i think it reveals a fairly big uh unresearched or or relatively unresearched area that probably has some some goodies in it from a security perspective yeah think, go ahead
2: I, said, I think one thing i don't know if we mentioned it i think that's pretty cool is the fact that um you know if you modify the document to, you know, RTF at that point, you can get it to exploit, you know, just by previewing the file. You don't even have to open it. Um, yeah. Can,
0: can we talk about the fact that you can fire an executable binary by previewing an RTF? Yeah. Like, I don't know about anybody else, but that is a dramatic <laughs> thing
1: in, in the world that I live in. <laughs> and I don't know anybody that's actually used the preview feature. Like, does anyone, do you guys use the feature, the preview feature? The, I don't vi- think i Victims ever used of that. this attack.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I used to preview future here and there
1: admittedly <laughs> but for, for documents though, like maybe yeah. for, for pictures. Right. But I've never used it for documents actually. So I don't know, maybe I'm strange. Yeah. Maybe it's just a weird thing, but
2: yeah. And I just think, I mean, th- 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 just speaking to, you know, detection, um, it, this is going to be a difficult one to detect. Um, you know, every ultimately with this exploit it's happening, um, due to referencing some, an external source. Um, So what ends up happening is it's going to be tough to detect a file because there are no macros. Macros aren't what's causing the issue here. Um, But there are a few ways to detect it. Um, I think the biggest thing that you can do is monitor any time an office product um, spawns an instance of the diagnostic service. Um, That right there should at least be a red flag to at least investigate. Um and I imagine as time progresses, you know, being able to detect this will become will be will improve. Um, especially, you know, depending on what EDR service you're using. So I know there are a couple of EDR services where I mean they're looking at the hashes of POCs, and that's that's fine and, and that's okay. Um, but really you want an EDR service that's moving more towards looking at the behavior. So, like I said earlier, you know. Looking at the fact that these office products are spawning an instance of this service um and I imagine that within these next upcoming days you'll notice you'll have a lot of services that are ultimately implementing this into uh their toolkit
0: yeah and 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 on that note specifically there are uh it looks like some uh detection rules for carbon black it looks like Kevin Beaumont. am I saying that right, Spencer?
1: yeah. I think so.
0: Um, glossy the dog on uh, <laughs> GitHub has, has created a, a, a super simple two-line rule to to do exactly what you just said, Darius. Which is yep.
1: yeah for yeah. a defender for endpoint so, query that you can. Save. Oh, is that a DFE query?
0: My yeah, bad. That's yeah, a it was, uh Okay, cool. Yep. Even better.
1: Yeah, and you if you have uh, if you have E five, you can save it as a custom detection rule as well. Um, and if you want to let Defender to alert on you or alert you of that so yeah. um pretty cool it'll it'll catch you know at least the the rudimentary based uh exploitation of that that we know yeah. of so far
2: you can even put actions behind it too if you wanted to just terminate the process so i mean definitely some options there
1: yep cool yeah and in, I think- a, hand, a handful of sigma rules and Yara rules by the community um <laughs> another Another example of kind of the community coming together is when something like this happens, like Log4J and spring for shell and all that stuff, it's really cool to see the community come together, share videos and POCs and Sigma rules and really put a lot of, uh, get a lot of information out there really quickly as far as and wide as possibly, as, as the community possibly can. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it, it helps with visibility because we have people ask us all the time, Uh, about these things and it helps people be more aware sooner. Um, Even if it happens to be kind of over a holiday weekend, at least we know about these things and we're not side side swipe by them, you know, come Tuesday morning or something. We kind of can get some legs under us before it kind of uh, becomes extremely widespread in the media.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, we're fortunate in this case that even though this is very serious and it's going to garner a lot of attention and already has because it's a no touch, right? Just, you know, previewing an RTF or opening a a non-macro Word doc hits you with this. But uh, there's a ton of great information that has come up in just 24, 48 hours, you know. So detection opportunities exist. And by the way, I also want to take this opportunity to point out the whole blocking and tackling concept that I like to preach to everybody. And that is, this thing spinning off a request, it's gonna leave your network in an unexpected way. These are documents that are gonna be delivered to your to your employees, to your users in an unexpected way, i.e. from an from a email address that they're not familiar with. So there are always tons of detection and prevention things that if you're doing basic email filtering or you're doing basic sandboxing of unexpected files or non-whitelisted email addresses, um, you know just tons and tons of stuff here that will stop this before it ever reaches that point. And then there are a ton of other things you can do too, right? To, to react mm. to that, but you know, don't, don't yeah. give up on the basics of filtering email and educating users and uh, you know, things of that nature. So.
1: Yeah. And once, once an attacker lands on an environment, they still have to do something, right? It's, yeah. it's not the end for them. It's, it's just the beginning that they have a goal in mind and they will, Look to move laterally, elevate privileges, all of which is going to make noise. All of which presents opportunity for them to be detected. Yep, detected. And you know, once they're on their network, or once they're on your network, they're on your turf, right? You know, use canary tokens, use uh, you know some of these techniques, um, active defense—it's commonly called—and stuff like mm. that, cyber deception, whatever you want to call it. Use some of these things to your advantage to 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 detect these things. So. Um, yep. They're on your turf when they're on your network. So,
0: agreed. Agreed. Cool. So, uh,
1: anything else, guys? I think that's it for me. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we covered everything that we wanted to cover. Um, stay safe out there. Yeah, and uh, and
0: we'll include some resources too, right? So, so we are basically uh, giving you the research that other researchers have done. Right. So we want to make sure we give credit where it's due and, and we'll include links and, and all kinds of stuff. You know, I know my, my getting into this was a John Hammond thing where I watched his YouTube video and it was fantastic. So, uh, we'll include tons of resources and you can dive as deep as you want, or you can reach out to us directly and ask questions. Uh, we will continue to keep an eye on this as well and update it as needed. So cool. Everybody have a good one. Thanks so much. Thanks, serious. Anything else?
2: No, good to go.